When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Giddy Up on this Friday. Can't wait for this meeting in Melbourne tomorrow. We've got Group 1 Racing and it's back at headquarters at Flemington. Down that famous straight for the Black Caviar Lightning Stakes and probably the best sprinter since Black Caviar Nature's Trip. We'll be heading down that straight once again as an eight-year-old. And he was so unlucky. It was one of his best ever efforts last year when he finished second, of course, behind the three-year-old home affairs in last year's Lightning and he's still the dominant favourite, despite drawing a little awkwardly, some might say, in barrier number one. Liam O'Keefe, uh, the best track curator in the game, joins us now. Liam, good morning to you. Thanks for your time, mate. No worries. Morning, Gareth. Um, what's the track looking like on the eve of Lightning Stakes Day? Yeah, it's looking good. Just halfway through my inspection um, this morning, and it's coming up a good four. Put plenty of water on the last few days, over two inches for the week with the warm weather that's been around and it's going to get really warm again today but hopefully a cool change coming in around five or six o'clock tonight so um if we get that it'll just be pleasant conditions for tomorrow around 22 23 degrees when you have a hot week like we're having in melbourne i guess this is the most um testing time for a track creator trying to work out how much water you put on your track so how do you cope with that this week yeah, it, it is. These are our most challenging conditions, especially when it's windy. But um, we, we have a pretty set system in place of doing a going stick in the morning and a moisture straight after lunch. And um, we have a good history of data of where we need to get the track um, with certain temperatures and winds. So um, we're right in a good spot at the moment, but it'll be plenty of hard work today in the heat to hand hose and whatnot to make sure that each piece of um, square metre gets the same as the next. So um, we want a nice safe and uniform track and, and we'll put our heads down and work hard today. All right, mate. So what are you expecting tomorrow then, how this track will play? Yeah, it should play well. We're coming off a three-week break. The rail will be in the true position, so nice, even cover of grass across. Uh, wind conditions tomorrow is a 20 to 25 kilometre southerly, so probably something to keep an eye on during the day on our wind tracker because that will have a have an effect on horses in the home straight. It's just once you go over that 20-kilometre mark, it's just enough to... Yeah. have a bit of an effect. So you might see horses looking for a little bit of cover around the turn. All right, then. And the, and the straight, um, where do you think they'll go to? Yeah, barriers in the middle, straight racing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think fresh ground, they'll probably just come up the middle. Yeah. Um, I see in the in the lightning, the speed's drawn basically on the inside and outside. So they may jump out and just, just go to the middle. But, um, yeah, there's not a lot in it, Gareth. So I wouldn't be surprised uh and we're surprised if they just come up in the middle and play it pretty safe. All right, mate. Looking forward to it. Do you have a, a tip for us? I don't, but um, just just with the obvious nature strip, um, I think he's uh, he's come back bouncing. He tried great the other morning, and Jay Mac was pretty happy. So we'll uh, stand him one in the quaddie. All right, love your work, mate. Enjoy tomorrow. Thanks, Gareth. There we go. There is Liam O'Keefe with a track update there at Flemington. Um, Nick Ashman's on the line. Do we take the news or no? We'll go straight to we'll go straight to Nick Ashman here. Nick, hello to you. Good morning, mate. Hello, Gareth. I'm good, mate. Good to be not to be bumped off by the news. No, that's, that's a plus for the day. No, they were. Uh, they said, well, if 
if Nick Ashman's on the line, he's been waiting patiently, the news can um, be on hold for a little while because you are the news. There's no doubt about that. Thebeatenfavourite.com. What are we doing, mate, from a punting perspective? You just heard from Leo, Liam O'Keefe. I think the Lightning's mm. going to be interesting tactic-wise. You had a chat to James McDonald um, with your article on the yeah. great tip-off. Um, I read that. He, he doesn't seem to be too concerned, the great man, J-Mac. No, he doesn't. He, he was very relaxed, but he's he's pretty relaxed customer these days. He's on top of the world, obviously, in the jockey rankings, and he's he's on the world's best sprinter in uh, uh, what's ranked as the world's best sprint race at the moment uh, by the world authorities. That's the lightning stake. So um, he, he just thinks it's uh, business as usual. He expects Nature's Trip to turn up pretty close to his best, and we know if he does that, he probably wins the race. I suppose the flies in the ointment, I'll say flies, plural, there's two things. One, we've known him to be a bit susceptible with a horse like Eduardo who bullies him early in a race. Yeah. And that's where Nature Street can sometimes come undone. He likes to get into a relaxed mode through that first two, three, four hundred metres, and then he sort of ramps it right up into the home straight. Obviously, we've got a straight race here, so there's no turns. But we do have Marabi uh, and um, uh, Baller, sorry, Marabi and Kulangata that'll both be going forward. So... You heard from Liam there, and every indication we've got as well is that the winners in straight races will be coming up the middle. So Nature Strip, first of all, will be able to get away from the inside pretty easily, but whether or not he's going to be in the absolute A ground is questionable. And then you've got Marabi and Kulangata, who are both going to be right up there with him. They're both huge speed horses. So he's not going to get his own way in front through that first two, three, four hundred metres like he has done previously in some straight races and that might pose a little issue for him and then you've also got to ask and I did ask J-Mac and he said look he's showing all the right we just lost you there brother in the spring yeah you're back it didn't affect him oh I was, I was offline there for a sec yeah hey, look basically J-Mac's convinced that the horse is fine he felt good so he said he's going in no excuses on on uh, on Saturday mate but I've got to look I'm going to be watching the market on Marabi because on my stuff Gareth that Oakley plate win rated through the roof and the rating she produced there was a 96. That means nothing to the listeners that don't know our database. But to put it into some sort of perspective, Nature Strip hasn't hit 95 since the VRC sprint uh, victory in 2021. So if she can get somewhere near that mark of 96, I think she'll test the big boy on uh, in the big race tomorrow. So... We might hear from David Eustace talking about Marabi because she is first up and she heads down to the straight or heads down the straight for the first time in the Lightning Stakes tomorrow afternoon. We think so. We think she'll run a yeah, really big race, fresh. Um, we're looking forward to going down the straight as well. She's got, <laughs> excuse me, high cruising speed, uh, very high, and is able to sort of quicken off that. thousand pressure is, is perfect for her, so... Um, I think she could be very, could be a very strong lady. So, what's your philosophy on that, Nick? With horses heading down the straight for the first time? Well, normally, I mean, this race is slightly different because quite often straight races are devoid of pace, or because the, there's no urgency to get across to the rail like there is in other races. But this race has got a lot of natural speed. Nature Strip, Cool and Gatter, and Marabi. Um, what I like about Marabi, she's drawn in between those two other speed horses. So she gets to have a bit of a look. She can sort of take a slight sit if that's what they want to do, and she has done that before. She did it in the Oakley Plate. 
Um, she doesn't have to lead in a race. Whereas I think the other two, we saw Nature Strip not lead first up in the spring, and it was a brilliant run. But typically, he likes to be out in front. He doesn't like to get bullied around. So uh, I think it's advantage from a map point of view on Marabi. But because she's coming off that 47-week break, you just want to see... You want to see some market support, and more yeah. importantly, you just don't want to see it drift off out to fourteen or fifteen dollars. Um, what else are we doing there at Flemington outside of the Lightning Stakes? Well, I go back a race to race six, and I'm really keen. Better the day for me, number four, Bank More. I reckon that's exactly mm. what you'll do tomorrow, Gareth, if yes. you back this horse. He ran a career peak first up behind Jackano in the Manfred Stakes. That form's been well and truly franked. He's always looked like a top-line three-year-old, and I reckon this preparation is the prep that he goes ahead. I reckon he'll win the CS Hayes. I reckon he'll be the horse to beat in the Australian Guineas come Saturday afternoon, 5 p.m., and I think the $5 that's on offer for him now is an absolute luxury. I've marked him with a three in front of his lamb. What does Jai McDeal... Jai McNeil do from that gate. I'm just a little concerned about that map there. Yeah, you've got, look, you've got his heaven going forward and you've probably got Maximilius uh, from the inside. And then there's a whole host of horses that want to be not too far off the speed. I think all he's got to do is find a bum in the run. Uh, if you're three wide with cover, I don't think that's going to be a bad issue, a bad situation on Saturday. We just heard from Liang O'Keefe. Probably the biggest factor on Saturday is going to be the wind if it gets up over 20 k's an hour. If that's the case, you just need cover coming into the straight. Once you get there, you can let down. He's got 470-odd metres to reel in the winners. So the key is to be probably within three to five lengths coming around that home turn, getting cover right the way into the straight, getting to the outside and balancing up and unleashing over the last 400 metres. It's a pattern that suits Bank more. He's got the right rider in the saddle to do it, and I think he maps fine for mine. Love your confidence. So Bank Moore, race six, number four in the CS Hayes. What else are we doing, mate? Go back to race two, Gareth. There was a horse that we, on the beaten favourite, uh, we suggested going into that Manfred Stakes, climbing star to Philly. She was $67 at that point in Australian Guineas markets. We suggested just having a peanut on her because she did some pretty good things in that debut preparation for Philip Stokes that suggested that she was right up to potentially the top level. Her return was good without being great, but it's, it's a perfect platform now to go up to 1,400 metres back against her own sex. And in race two, number five, climbing star, looks a real standout for mine. Royal Merchant in that same race is hard fit uh, and gets... It, her chance to knock off some of these slightly sort of, I guess, better three-year-old fillies. And then the other one to watch out for in the race is Nunthorpe. The reason being is she's yet to post a big number, but this race looks devoid of pace with probably Papillon Club being the only horse that will go forward and look for the lead. And Nunthorpe's got exceptional acceleration, running really slick late splits at her two starts today. So she might be the one that can out-sprint them. But I'll tell you what, with even luck in running and a good flowing run into the straight from Climbing Star... And she uh, she should just be beating them. Dicko was keen on Climbing Star as well yesterday. They're the only three horses we're playing at headquarters there in Melbourne tomorrow. Look, I think so. I've got one for you just later in the day in yep. race eight. Uh, good each way gamble here, which is um, Crosshaven for uh, for Ben and JD Hayes. Last two runs are really rated really well on our database. We just think the horse will go forward. Hopefully the wind's not too high because I do have him mapping outside the lead. So it's probably not going to be the best spot to be if it gets up over 20 k's an hour. But if it's not, uh, look for him at around the $15 mark each way. Love your work, mate. Enjoy your day. Good tipping, good punting. And we can catch all of your action on uh, the beatenfavourite.com website, mate, with all of your information. 
Yeah, absolutely. And we've got a new product out now, which you can buy off the guys at thegreattipoff.com as well. So uh, hopefully the, uh, that uh, provides a few more winners. Love your work. Race eight, number six, by the way, is Crosshaven there for the punters. Thanks for that, Nick. Good on you, Gareth. Cheers, mate. We'll take the news and we'll come back. and We might hear from a few of the major players at that Flemington meeting in Dave Eustace talk, talking about Cool and Gatter, Richard Jolly about See You in Heaven, Rod Lyons about Nature Strip, Matty Smith, and his comments about Bunes Notches going around the Lightning Stakes, and also Mitchell Freeman, who has his smart three-year-old attrition engaged in the CSA Stakes. Big day at Flemington tomorrow. Can't wait. Highlight there is the Group 1 Black Caviar Lightning Stakes. Nature's Trip, he's the star of the sport at the moment. He's the world's best sprinter. He resumes in that Group 1 feature on a Saturday afternoon. Let's listen to his managing part owner, Rod Lyons, who joined me yesterday for Stable Mail on Giddy Up. It's been all positive from that point of view. His trials, jump out in Sydney, his jump out at Melbourne, his enthusiasm, his demeanour, his action, his breathing, it's all terrific. He, they couldn't be happy with him. Um, James has been riding him in work and Stewie, who rides him all the time, they're saying he's as good as ever now. As you say, he's an eight-year-old. And he's going to war again on, on Saturday. He races against the best every time he goes out there. He gives his best, yeah. and he'll do that on Saturday. But he's showing no signs of uh, of any battle fatigue at the moment. Yeah, he's a $2.10 favourite with Bet365 Nature's Strip. One of his biggest dangers will be the filly down the bottom, Cool and Gatter. She's at $6.50. Let's hear from her co-trainer, David Eustace. She's great. Um, obviously, everyone's seen her trials, which have been very good. Um, she's definitely strengthened up and you know, as a result you know, looks even sharper again so yeah, we're comfortable with the draw, pretty pleased to see that um, she's going to travel very deep into the race you would think and um, just hope she's able to really finish that off One of the most interesting runners in that Lightning is Bonus Notches, he's a very good three year old, he's his trainer Matthew Smith Yeah, no, He's in good order, he's a uh... He's healthy and his work's been good. So, uh, yeah, look, I'm really comfortable with where he's up to for his first up run. And, you know, he's, he's uh, you know, really in good shape. He could be a horse that we follow towards the, the new market, Buddhist Notches, whether the 1,000 metres might just be a little bit too sharp for him tomorrow. One of the other highlights there is the Vanity, which is in um, the earlier part of the meeting race, too, at Flemington. We've Got a lot of time for this filly and see you in heaven. The South Australian filly, who's the $3.60 favourite for that contest. Let's hear from her co-trainer, Richard Jolly. So, yeah, we're so happy with her, where she's at. And as I said, her goal's the, the guineas. Um, so, yeah, we aim, I, I still think there's an improvement in her um, after Saturday's run. So, um, let's, you know, we're just hopeful, you know, she has a, a good, clean run and, um, you know, head towards the guineas. And the three-year-old feature for the boys is the C.S. Hayes. And Attrition is a horse on the up. Now, this is by far his biggest test. But he's been kept safe in the market with Bet365. He's at $3.60. In fact, he's the favourite for this event. Let's hear from him. Let's hear from oh, his trainer, yeah. Mitch Friedman. Oh, yeah, I think, I think he's good enough to go there and be really competitive. Yeah. Um, still a young horse. And, you know, they've got to go and keep performing. And until they're fully mature, you, you know, you're sort of always worried about whether they're ready, you know, you know how, how many good runs they can put in and how, how many times they can keep dominating races like that. But, look, what he's done at home and, and everything, I suggest he's still on song. And, um, yeah, we're just looking forward to Saturday and then seeing what he can do. And Yeah, we'll see where he's at tomorrow because, as Nick Ashman pointed out just before that break, Bate Moore's got the 
runs on the board. He's competed against some nice horses. He just went down to Jackano the other day, and um, he'd be a great measuring stick for a horse like attrition in that CS Hayes there tomorrow at Flemington.